Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. It's that time of the week. It's punters mate time here on SEN Track Friday afternoon. We're all looking forward to a big weekend of racing and a one man that's looking forward to a monster weekend of racing is Sammy Highland. Sammy, good afternoon. Chris O, can't wait. Cannot wait. Uh yeah, I'm I'm uh big day today on trackside and then uh I'm for the next four days. So Shit. Looking, looking forward to it. You're it's, a hard uh, worker. Yeah, it's gonna be uh it's just gonna be form. Winners form. form. Winners. <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope that's the way it works. But uh, no, it's um, good time of year. And I tell you what, the big fella doesn't come. He, he's coming down the chimney, not too far down the track as wrong. well. So We're less know, than a month away. <laughs> I know that uh, there's some some kids at uh, at my place that are pretty damn excited about it all. <laughs> well, you'll need to do all these extra shifts to help <laughs> yeah, out the big fella. That's right. <laughs> Now, Queensland, of course, is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. How's your week been, Sammy? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, it's It's been uh, eventful enough. I tell you what, Chris, it's been a uh, bit, bit of uh, shopping for the caravan. And do you think well, that's – do you think that's been uh, – Like what? You know, what? So what happens is you buy the caravan uh, – so, so that's a sting, but then, but then it's all this carry on after, right? What are you we know? talking? The cutlery, sheets for the beds, the, uh... exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, uh, typical true Nickers style that uh, you don't, you don't just take the the gear that you've already got in in the house. Oh no, you got to have all the the brand spanking gear for the caravan. So it's, uh, yeah, gee whiz, it's. Uh, I I took uh, Ben right, a good mate of mine, uh, who obviously we're doing this trip with in December, and uh, I took Ben to pick up his car. He's had his car all, you know, um, doled up and decked out. Yeah, he's got the the new uh, uh, what are they called? Wild Track. It's oh, yeah. it looks amazing. Ranger. It looks amazing. His car, right? And it's got that coffee machine and the fridge and the wow. it's got everything in the back of it, right? In his car, yes. So well done to Norwell down at Brendale. They did a great job. It looks pretty smick. And uh, but anyway, I tell you what. Uh, in the time that we we're waiting to pick up the car, we thought we we're going out to pick up the car at ten o'clock, and then we didn't get it till two o'clock. So, so Ben goes, "Oh, let's you know, we'll go to Tent World, and then we'll go to CBF, and then we'll go to this one BCF. and that one BCF, and and then." <laughs> so I'm telling you, right? The spend, the spend, it was nearly as much as what the back of his car was worth. It was wow. No, it wasn't really. But I'm mixing uh, in the wrong circles. But Ben said, Ben said to me, "Mate, I told you, you buy the caravan." Then it's you know then, then it gets expensive. Then, then you got to fill it. <laughs> so it's been uh, it's been eventful, and I'm learning all the time, Chris. Have you I'm, been practicing the driving and the reversing and everything? No, I haven't been no. practicing. It hasn't moved since from from the time <laughs> it uh, from the time it got up here. But uh, but I tell you what, it's gonna be, it's going to be decked out. 
I'm just a little bit concerned that um, Nicole told me that if my snoring keeps up, uh, I'll be outside in the swag and everybody else will be in the caravan. Which, which um, you didn't that, think of that, did that, you? That concerns me. You didn't think of that. All right, on today's show, we're going to catch up with a couple of special guests. First of all, will be Martin Harley, Sammy. Martin Harley's a an Irish jockey who's riding in Brisbane now. I don't know if this is a, a permanent thing, but looking at uh, his record, he's ridden in a lot of places around the world. So he really is an international jockey. And I tell you what, he's been riding up a storm since uh, coming to southeast Queensland. So I'll have a chat to him, find out all about him, who he is, what he does, where he came from, what his story is and what his plans are going forward. And uh, we'll also chat to Andrew Mallion, Sam, who uh, has come back from an injury he sustained uh, earlier in the year and has come back in really good form. And you, of course, uh, would know Andrew very well. Yes, uh, obviously. Uh, uh, well, I know Andrew through his grandfather, who was... Uh, who, who Is that Mick? Mick rode with my dad. Um, so I remember, and I was actually telling Mick this story uh, only a couple of weeks ago. I, I saw Mick. I went in to say day to Mitch Didham and... Um, there's the old school, uh, old school jockeys in there. Midge did them. Mick Malian, Mick Horns, B Crackers, Keenan. They were in there having a beer, and and, and uh, yeah, it was that was very funny. So it was good to catch up with Mick. But I told him my uh, memories of when I was uh, a child going to the show. Mick Mick Malian lives across the road from the showgrounds, and we used to park at Mick's. So he had the stables out the back. We used to park at Mick's. And then he would walk us across the road to the to the little side gate, and there was old mate on the side gate that would push us through for Nick's. And then, and then, and then old Pat Mile man used to just spend it all on uh, show bags for us six kids. So you can imagine. Uh, but it was uh, yeah, I, and we were we were having a bit of a laugh about that. I rode winners for uh, Brett Moyen, who is Andrew's dad. And, uh, and then, yeah, I've obviously, uh, rode with Andrew and I remember I represented him, uh, in an appeal one day. I got him off in an appeal one day. A bit of Perry Mason. Yes. I didn't realize you had that uh, talent as well. Yeah. Well, it's a man of many talents. I was, I was good at fighting the stewards, Chris. (laughs) Well, speaking of stewards. I had a bit of practice at it. (laughs) Well, so you're not a fan of stewards? Uh, it's not that I'm not a fan of it. It's, It's just that, uh. Yeah, sometimes they make the wrong decisions, which is disappointing. Well, we have a new steward here in southeast Queensland, new chief steward. Did you know that? No. Josh Adams is our new chief steward taking over from Peter Chadwick. Right. Now, he will replace acting chief steward Dan Orish immediately. Rightio. So there you go. Okay. Where's um, Josh from? He started as a cadet steward in New South Wales under Ray Murrahy and Mark Van Gestel. Yeah. Uh, previously a senior steward in the Rockhampton area. He made the move to Brisbane 12 months ago to work under Chadwick and Orish and is currently the acting deputy chief steward. And he's the grandson of Harold Park Storewood, Keith Adams. Wow. You ever heard of him? No. Me either. Okay. All right. Now, uh, well Golden. Josh. Yeah, exactly. Congratulations, Josh. And I'm sure he'll do a terrific job. Golden Boom. Got to say, too, Sammy. Got the money. Outstanding work on the Darling Download last Saturday morning. You made it your best at $1.40. That was just really, really going wide of the mark there. So congratulations. But, no, look, he was uh, very impressive winning at the Sunny Coast last Saturday. I was there on track. I went around to the stables or the the stalls there and had a look at him. And uh, tell you what, he doesn't do a lot. He just sat there like uh, he was half asleep. (laughs) He, He was just very cool, calm and relaxed. Once you get into the mounting yard, he was a little more on his toes, which was good. 
But it, it was good. I mean, the, the day last week was a beautiful day, 27-odd degrees, not a cloud in the sky. Good crowd, probably 3,500 on track, wow. all enjoying themselves. And just before that race, I, you know, the Sunshine Coast, I stood up in that area above the mounting yard, um, got a good view of the track, and just the anticipation before he ran probably sounds ridiculous, seeing he's only had one start prior, uh, winning a maiden or whatever, but... It's just anticipation around that horse, and he didn't let anyone down. Yeah, no, he's uh, he he lived up to uh, the rap that he has on him, and obviously we've heard uh, Tony Golan speak glowingly about this horse, and uh, and all the jockeys that ride this horse, uh, you don't know, think that uh, well, he's he's uh, he's a jet. And I don't think they're going to showing get that your mate Pug off anytime soon. He rode that at fifty four and a half, and he didn't ride for the rest of the day after that. That was it. He went home. Uh, I was took the sting out of him. Yeah, took certainly did take the sting out of him. I remember when he could ride 49. <laughs> Might be a while ago now. But I tell you what, it, you'll be if that horse goes around with 53 on its 53 as its weight, and it will, he would still be getting down to that weight. You will not get him off unless he gets suspended. Yeah, well, uh, that's – Yeah, I mean, uh, he could be the next Queensland star. And uh, as I say, all, everybody, everybody that talks about this horse is um, – Got huge wraps on him, so yeah, exciting what? times. When you're a jockey and you waste that much, yeah, I don't know what Pug's normal weighs around fifty six or something, I suppose. Yep. And you waste that much, uh, obviously it takes it out of you. Um, what would he do then? Would he be just getting a feed on the way home? Would he be stopping off anywhere he possibly could, uh, charcoal chicken or macca's or anywhere, just to get something into him? Yeah. Or would he be eating the right things? You know him better than I do. I'm talking about him, not in general. Yeah, I, look, um, I used to get a Scotch and Coke. So <laughs> That's not that, food. No, nah, I know. But I used to crave the sugar and, and yeah. uh, uh, it's very refreshing, Chris. Uh, so, But you're still hungry. I, you know, he probably came out and was thinking about getting himself a beer on the yeah. way home, uh, I would have thought. And then, uh, uh, but yeah, you know, it's not so much you don't want to eat, um, like you can't sit down to a big meal or, you know, especially when you, you, you basically shrink your stomach when yeah, you, yep. when you, you know, you, especially when you're working at it from a fair way out. Um, uh, you know, I, I just talking from experience, I remember I rode 53 in the Warnable Cup the last year I rode and, uh, and I hadn't ridden that way for 10 years and uh but sort of did it the correct way a fair way out and made the weight well the last thing i wanted to do was sit down and eat a meal yeah. um, but but you just um uh i did have a few beers though and uh and a few scotch and coke so it's hopefully uh, you weren't driving no nah, i wasn't driving uh so <laughs> it, no but I, I tell you what um uh yeah so what what leads me to tell you that story is you so it's like you shrink your stomach. So you don't can't you, just have you know? a massive and, yeah, fill you up don't, on the way. You don't home. really want to sit down and eat a no. eat a big meal. No. But um uh over the next couple of days after that you get your appetite back pretty quickly and, and then uh you know, you build up to, to then sitting down to a steak and, and whatever. We'll have to get uh, Ryan on the show in the next couple of weeks and find out just exactly, you know, how it did affect him and, and, and going he forward. He looks like a recovery. donut sort of guy, I reckon. <laughs> You can tell him that. <laughs> uh, racing over the weekend in Queensland. Of course, we race at the Gold Coast tomorrow. We've got the listed recognition and the listed Tats Classic as our summer carnival hits its second week. We race tonight at the Sunshine Coast, Sam. I've got one for You've tonight. You've got a certainty. I've got one for tonight. certainty. You've for put tonight. it up on the whiteboard. I've written it on the whiteboard the in the office. Yeah, that's how confident I am. And uh, I'll be giving that out at the end of the show. 
So keep listening. Ipswich tomorrow as well. Kilcoy, I'm thinking of jumping in the car and going to Kilcoy tomorrow and doing the trackside crosses from out there. You should do. Can you get reception out uh, there? Happy birthday to Conseil. Yeah, it's his birthday during the week. And uh, he's the uh, he's like the mayor of Kilcoy. Yep. He's, he's the uh, main man there. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I would uh, – I would. Uh, uh, recommend going to Kilcoy to to anybody. It's a great little track and and, and the steak burger. Always, yeah, the steak burger is good and there's always uh, there's always a good crowd there. So the, the the town and surrounding areas always support their their race meeting really well. All right, non tab meetings at Bar Calden, Mount Isa, and Thangool, and of course we race in the Twilight Zone at Toowoomba tomorrow night. Don't forget the Darling Download tomorrow morning with Sammy and myself in the Sunshine Coast on Sunday afternoon. As you mentioned at the top of the show, Sammy, we're going to have a chat now with uh, Martin Harley. Now, a lot of people may not be familiar with that name here in Australia, but Martin uh, is an Irish jockey, a very, very accomplished Irish jockey, and I've had a look at some of his well, where he's been, he's basically an international jockey. He's ridden in a lot of places. You reckon you've ridden in a lot of places, Sammy. Well, Martin Harley's got you more than covered, I can Have tell you. Have saddle, will traddle. Big Travel. time. <laughs> Big time. Now he's uh, riding in Brisbane. So, Martin, a very good afternoon to you on this uh, lovely Friday afternoon. Hello, guys. How are you? Very well, thanks. So what what brings you firstly to Brisbane? Why, why are you here and are you here for good? Well, um... The reason I'm here is probably because uh, England's been a little bit quiet the last few seasons for me, and probably the biggest reason is now I've met um, um, my fiance, who were due to get married next September in Ireland. So yeah, she's from Brisbane, so that's probably a big part of me being here. Yeah, okay. So if you're getting married in Ireland uh, next year, does that mean you'll come back here, or you're not really sure yet? No, we'll be back. You will be back. Yes. Is that the weather that's got something that was, to do with that? That was very positive, the way Martin said yes, that. Yeah, definitely the weather. And, uh, yeah, a, we've had a pretty good start to the racing career here, so hopefully it long may continue. Yeah, you've been on fire. You've been riding a lot of winners. Uh, just just tell us the Martin Harley story. Where did it all begin? Where have you been so far? Well, basically it all started when I was a, a young lad. at seven, eight years old. We do a lot of pony racing and uh what we call pony racing in Ireland. So I started me started my adventure then. Um, obviously, my father took me around the countryside, and every Sunday we had pony racing. Then um, I left school at 15, um, which my mother wasn't very happy about, but she allowed me to do it to end up. And I'd done my apprenticeship with uh, Jim Bulger, a well-known trainer in uh, Ireland, County Carlow. Um, so I'd done three years apprenticeship there. Um, and on my third year, I was actually leading the champion apprentice in Ireland but um, I got a very bad fall one day when a horse broke his leg and I ended up breaking my back um, so I came back after three and a half months and my confidence was pretty low after that fall um, and um, I spoke to my uncle who was um, Paul Harley who advised me a lot through my career and he said um, to try giving them the go so I packed my bags and went to England. Um, on that was on the fourth year of the apprenticeship, um, and I went straight to Mick Shannon, and then I became first year there. I was champion apprentice, and uh, second year there, I rode uh, my first classic winner and over 103 winners that season. Wow. Okay. And then 
then you went international. Is that how it worked from there? Yeah, basically, obviously, um, I got on a better quality of a horse then, and then uh, people started calling up to maybe do a few stints in Dubai through the winter period, and um, I've been to Qatar. Um, it was over a Christmas meeting. I've been there a few times. And, yeah, basically, so on, so forth. Um, but Hong Kong, which you've probably seen happened a few years ago, that was something I always wanted to do. Um, and when I had um, my first Group 1 winner, I was, I was always sending CVs to Hong Kong to try um, to try get a go there. And believe it or not, um, I think I had five Group 1 winners reading, and uh, they kept knocking me back on the CV. And uh, the following year, um, where I did have a good number of winners, but no real high-profile winners, um, they sent me an email asking what I'd like to come to Hong Kong. So... That was just over two and a half years ago, so obviously I bit the bullet and said, of course, that uh, was a, something I always dreamt of. So I got on the plane and went to Hong Kong and had a six-month stint there. Fantastic. Now, winding the clock back, uh, your apprentice to Jim Bolger. Martin, is it true that he used to take you to church on Sundays, Jim Bolger, or is that a wives' tale? <laughs> uh, no, that's not a wives' tale. He, um, he was pretty strict, but I was... Luckily enough, because my parents are very religious and um, it was something I was made to do from a very young age. And as you know, when you're a jockey, you have, uh, listen, everyone is, you know, faith and whatever, whatever everyone believes in. But yeah, at a young age, um, I was brought up going to church and I think I got my fair share of bad falls on horses. And thankfully, I never needed to get any operations all through my career, touch wood so far. And I think uh, the little bit of lady luck of maybe uh, going to church every Sunday, someone's looking down on me. <laughs> good call, good call. And and Sammy was saying that uh, you did a stint in Victoria, I think, uh, was it a couple of years ago? 2020? Yeah, that was, yeah, correct. That was after the Hong Kong, um, obviously. I done okay in Hong Kong. I didn't do fantastic. Um, so I was only meant to originally go there for three months. Um, they extended me for another three, which was great. And when that was over, I spoke to a few friends of mine, Hugh Bowman, um, Kieran McAvoy, Mark Sarah, and they said, uh, you know, why, why don't why don't you give uh, Australia a go? So the season, when I got extended uh, for the second stint in Hong Kong, the season was almost was basically coming into this sort of time of year, and the English season ends in November. So I said, you know, for the winter months, well, why not go and try something else? So um Packed the bags from Hong Kong. Um, I went uh, went to Chad Schofield's wedding actually, so I had ten days out, and then uh, we got stuck in Melbourne. So, um, which was a great experience, and uh, yeah, that's that's how that came about. I doubt that there would be a jockey that's ridden in Hong Kong and ridden a winner at uh, Hanging Rock. I'm <laughs> gonna say. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, I was actually speaking to a jockey the other day. Uh, we were just having a laugh, and uh, I said, "Oh, have you ever ridden at Hanging Rock?" I said, "That's an interesting place." And he laughed at me. And he said, "Yes, I have." And he said, uh, "I didn't think I would see the likes of you or hear the likes of you going there." <laughs> anyway, the reason the reason it comes about a good friend of mine, Jim McGrath, who used to be a a very <clears throat> good commentator and a very uh, well known commentator in the UK. Um, his son was actually training a few Brian McGrath, which he still continues to do. And he was based in Melbourne. So when I landed in Melbourne, Jim McGrath got in touch with me and said, you know, um, if, 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 if you're interested, you know, it would be very helpful if you could go out and 
you know, help Ryan out in track work and barrier trials or whatever. So I was on this horse that actually was going for five in a row. And uh, so anyway, the next race happened to be, they kept saying to me after a second win, third win, oh, we're going, are we ready for the city? And I said, no, no, stick to the country tracks because that's where he does best. Yeah. Anyway, it happened to be on his fifth uh, fifth start. I was sorry I, I didn't let him go to the city track on his fifth start because Hanging Rock was the next stop. So we ended up going there and uh, yeah, he won. He won. Uh, he won his uh, fifth race there, and uh, actually had a few other rides on the day, which you can probably tell the story now. But uh, after he won, and I got a, I had an experience of the track and a few of the riders in front of me. Um, I was pretty sick after I rode him, so I bailed out. So <laughs> my strike race, my strike hundred percent in Hanging Rock, and I definitely won't be making a, a making return. a return there. <laughs> You've well, done it. You so, moved on. That's it. Well, yeah, uh... exactly. Martin, I was just a bash around jockey, and I, I don't uh, have the credits that you do, but I can tell you that I went there once, Hanging Rock, and uh, yeah. and I had a luck. I had a lucky day and uh, rode three winners. But we got in the car, and I said to my missus at the time, uh, "I will never go back to that joint. <laughs> that is that is complete I, madness. That joint. I've been <laughs> I've been there too. But it was a social day, and it was really good." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Was. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, never say never. I might be back for a social day, but yeah. that'll be it. I'll definitely oh. not be sitting on a horse's back. It's a lot of fun there, sitting watching the races with a few drinks. I can tell you, but uh, yeah, yeah, maybe not yeah. when you're when you're part of it. Now, one track you haven't ridden at is the Sunshine Coast, and you're riding there tonight. Just a little bit of an advice: if you're in Brisbane, make sure you hit the Bruce Highway nice and early because the traffic up there can be a nightmare. Yeah, no, I did hear that, um, and it's. I'm pretty used to a lot of traffic when you get around that M25 in England for uh, 12 or 13 years. You definitely know what traffic's all about. But no, good advice, and a lot of jockeys did say that, get on the road early. But, yeah, we've got plenty of time in our hands, so we'll definitely give ourselves um, plenty of time. And uh, got a nice few rides up there, so something to look forward to this evening for sure. Yeah, and uh, you've got a good book of rides at the Gold Coast uh, tomorrow, so a lot of travelling to be done. But before we let you go, you're getting some really good support uh, from the local trainers and some of our uh, major local stables. Yeah, no, listen, it's, uh, it's been great. Um, I've been turning up the track work as much as possible uh, between Brisbane and the Gold Coast. And, uh, yeah, listen, it's, it's great. Hopefully I can repay all these people that's given me the support with winners. And uh, I'm sure if we get on the horse that's good enough and we draw some sort of decent barrier, we'll... Uh, We'll give them every chance of winning. I'm sure you're doing that already, and uh, I'm sure there'll be many more winners to come uh, over the weekend. Martin, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We really appreciate it. Great to catch up. Uh, all the best uh, for tomorrow and, and onwards. Thank you very much. Appreciate thanks. it. Uh, thanks, Martin. Martin Harley, jo- Martin Harley joining us there. Sorry, Sammy. And uh, just so the listeners know, he's ridden five Group 1 winners, five Group 2s, 11 Group 3s, and 31 listed winners. So he certainly can ride. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's a good pilot, and it won't take him long to uh, hit his straps here in Brisbane, that is for sure. No, it won't. All righty. Uh, we'll go for a break. Remember, Queensland is your place to race this year. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au.
This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Welcome back to The Punters, Mate, on this Friday afternoon. You're with Chris Nelson and Sam Hyland. Remember, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week right across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. And as promised at the top of the show, Sammy, we are now going to catch up with Andrew Mallion, who's recently come back from a pretty severe injury, and he's doing a terrific job. Andrew, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, fellas. Now, Sammy's uh, all set to uh, fire a few questions at you, Andrew. I asked you, I said, do you know Andrew Mellon? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm waiting for some uh, some smart comments to pop out. Are they going to happen? No, 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 no. I don't think so. But I, I, I did sort of highlight the fact that, um, yeah, I mean, it's – all my life I've had something to do with millions, whether it be uh, your grandfather Mick or riding for your dad or riding gallops with your mother Mary or or then uh, you representing you in an appeal one day or riding with you, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, that was interesting, representing a, you in an appeal. I think I, I think I did a good job too, didn't I, Andrew? I reckon you're unbeaten, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> did you charge a fee? Or a few beers or something. I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. No? No, no, nah, I think it was all pro bono. <laughs> <laughs> when was that and what was that? And what was it for? How long ago was that? Uh, well, I used to do it a bit, actually. Des, uh, Des O'Keefe was the um, uh, the CEO of the Jockeys Association. And then Des sort of got me uh, doing a few appeals and, yeah, had a bit of luck at it. And uh, it... Uh, yeah, as, as I now. say, as I say, I used to like I used to like a punch on with the stewards, and <laughs> when I was a jockey, and then after, so it um, it's probably not a good thing to uh, to get in the habit of. But no, anyway, yeah. I I had the thing is I had a bit of practice in the stewards' room because I used to get in trouble myself, Chris. You know, <laughs> you're the Dermot Brereton of the uh, the racing world. <laughs> Andrew, uh, we should get back to you, but just hanging on the line there, we, uh, you'll hang up on us in a minute. <laughs> Uh, you've come back from right, uh, from the injury. Just tell us about the injury. That was at the Sunshine Coast on a Friday night. I remember it well. I think the horse was Baloo, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was the start of uh, the start of June at a night meeting. Um, yeah, we had a we had a we had a nasty crash there, and um, I ended up uh, fracturing um, uh, C four in my neck. Uh, four oh. broke four ribs, punctured lung, and I broke um, the. The, the very bottom of my tibia, um, where it's next to your ankle, and also sort of had a very nasty uh, concussion. So, um, yeah, I was sort of um, yeah relegated uh, relegated to a bed and a and a uh, one of those medical recliners for a couple of months. It wasn't wasn't doing a lot of uh, moving around, which is pretty ordinary. But um, uh, yeah, bounce, seemed to have bounced back okay. So, how long were you off the scene for? Um, I was away from riding for four months. Yep. Um, I was, um, yeah, wasn't wasn't able to move much for, for six to eight weeks, and then, um, yeah, it took took a good sort of, uh, yeah, six weeks to back at rehab and, and things like that before I got back on a horse. So it took a little while. Got a bit frustrating at times. The the uh, the, the concussion and the vertigo was probably the the, the bit that um, was, you know it was a bit frustrating because you can't see it and you know, you're, um, you know, sometimes you might feel okay, and then you get up and you fall over, and you don't know what's going on. So that was a bit ordinary. But um, yeah, once once I was sort of back in the gym and, and doing rehab, things things seemed to um, progress, you know, in, you know, towards riding um, a lot quicker, which was good. 
Injuries aside, how does it affect your weight? Are you a, a, are you someone that struggles with your weight? Yeah, yeah, I got pretty um, I got pretty heavy. I um, on the first of August, I was sixty eight kilos on the scales. I nearly fell off. Them. Um, I sort of hadn't moved around much for for, the, for a long time, and um, obviously, um, without any movement or doing anything, I packed on the pounds. And um, yeah, it was it was a bit sort of daunting to start with. You know, you, you, you're a long way from your riding weight. I think the night I fell, I was I rode fifty five. So yeah, that puts it into perspective. You know. Um, yeah, I was a long way from that, and um, yeah, it was a it was a bit of a slog from there, you know. But it was um, I was pretty motivated to to come back to riding, you know. I had had um, you know I had some nice horses that I wanted to ride through the spring and the and the summer. Um, so that that sort of that was a light at the end of the tunnel that sort of kept pushing me to get the weight off and get fit again. So what's your riding weight now? So I'm riding um, tomorrow. Uh, will be the lightest. Um, I've ridden since I've been back, which is 54 and a half. Okay. Um, I've been riding 55, 55 and a half the last few weeks. So, um, yeah, I wanted to do it properly. I was in no rush um, to, to come back and ride light straight away. The first few weeks, I was just riding 57, which I was able to do pretty pretty comfortably. And, and then uh, sort of started to, to strip it down from there. Andrew, it's been... Uh, uh... A really positive move, I would have thought, um, for you to, to move. I mean, yes, you're settled here now in Queensland, but uh, a bit of a punt when you first made the move. But it's, you know, the success you've had has been fantastic and the fact that you've still been able to go down down to Melbourne and, and get rides uh, through the carnival. Hal Vorson, obviously, um you know, ride that horse, and it's it's been good for a, a good thing for you to to make the move up here, but then still uh, be available and and go down and ride horses down south if needed. Yeah, um, obviously leading up to coming up here, a few sleepless nights wondering whether I was making the right decision. Um, but um, after being here for about six months, I was pretty comfortable that um, you know I'd, I'd pull the right rein and. Um, I've, I've had um, some terrific support up here in Queensland from Chris Lees, and he's really been a he's really been the, well, obviously the catalyst for me coming up here. But um, just just a really solid support base where I was able to um, you know continually get um, competitive rides, especially um, in, in town. Uh, Brisbane's obviously a very hard market to break into, so um, I couldn't have done it without his help and support. And then obviously it branched out from there. You know, other trainers here at the Gold Coast and and um, up at Toowoomba, uh, Lindsay Hatch being one of them. Um, you know, there's so many. Um, Casey Fogden, uh, Toby and Trent Edmonds. You know, I, they they really um, they really you know cemented my um, you know decision to remain here in Queensland. And um, yeah, obviously it was never it was it was going to be also it was going to be quite hard to do it with just one stable. So I did require you know um, you know that that extra bit of support here and there from other stables. So. Um, obviously, that's it's, it's been a it's been a great move, and and then you know the cherry on top is being able to still go down to Melbourne and ride Hellhorse and um, you know through Cup Week and, and things like that in Group Ones, and um, that's all you know. He's just uh, you know he's, he's such a trier, and he, he is deserving of that Group One. You know, especially after the the past autumn we had with a couple of placings. So um, looking forward to him sort of heading into the summer and also back into the autumn. Now, just before we get to your rides tomorrow, Andrew, just one you rode at Grafton, and I think this was last uh, Friday, uh, for Casey Fogden. Singer Sergeant won, uh, won its maiden, been promising for a couple of starts. Look, looks a, a progressive type. 
Yeah, I um, he was actually one of the very first horses I actually uh, galloped when I first come back from injury, and um, I wasn't sure if it was just because I was a bit rusty, but he galloped really well, and I thought I don't know if I'm, I've been off the scene of too long or not, but I just thought he, he, he just gave me a really nice feel. Uh, I come back in, I said, how many races has this horse won? And they said, no, nah, none. And I went, oh, right, righto. Um, and um, just quite a, you know, he seemed to have a, a, a bit of talent, very raw, um, still um, wants to carry his head up in the air and um, he's all he's all arms and legs at the moment, but just sort of give me a, a really nice feel, you know, a, a young horse with a bit of scope and um, mm. I wasn't able to ride him his first two starts, but um, I was looking forward to getting on him at Grafton. And um, he, um, you know, obviously it wasn't a, wasn't a great field, but um, he won that quite easily. He pulled up that well. We probably could have run him in the next race, um, <laughs> which was which was which is promising. Um, yeah, I, I think he's a horse that um, he's not fully furnished, but um, the next six or twelve months. Um, we'll be able to really let us know sort of where he can get to. Um, but, yeah, just, just got, got a lot of raw talent. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to, obviously, you know, the next six months with him and, and, and you know, and stretching him out over a bit of a trip to see where he can get to. Now, tomorrow at the Gold Coast, you kick off your day in race number one, riding uh, the mare, Glorious Ruby, who resumes from a break. Yeah, she's um, she's a little bulldog. I really like her. She's, there's nothing of her. Um, She'd be she'd flat out be four hundred kilos. She's only little, um, but um, she's got um, she's got a big heart. One on her at, at uh, the Sunshine Coast on the synthetic one night, she blew him away, and um, she's run some really nice races in in um, quite competitive grade. Um, the nine hundred might be a tad short for her, mm. uh, but uh, very rarely does she run an ordinary race. The race four, you're riding Pomade for Chris Lee's. Yeah, um, I rode this bloke his first start in the race um, at Doomben. He was um, he was pretty wayward. He ended up winning that race, which was which was uh, relieving. But um, he uh, then went down to Sydney, ran in a ran in the Millennium, um, drew an awkward gate that day, and um, saw saw plenty of the track from that from that um, nasty alley, and um, been put away since then. Um, trialed well um, the other day, so um, from a good gate tomorrow. Um, you know, we're sort of looking to get you know that that nice run, and um, I think we'll ride him aggressively from that good barrier. And um, yeah, I think I think if he can bring that that form um, that he showed early doors, you know, he'd be right to finish. Uh, you're riding Veta Velocita for Stuart Kendrick in race five. Now, there's a lot of emergencies in this race, of which you are one. But it looks like you'll probably get a run, or you will get a run, but. Uh, the gate looks ugly at the moment, but it's probably going to change first up, and I think won a trial recently. Yeah, he's trialled well leading into this. Um, yeah, like you said, I'm hoping for a lot of scratchings to bring me in. Um, yeah, the barrier's not ideal. Um, he's sort of a horse that will probably come back off the speed, so um, probably one of those races we'll have to sort of have a look at yeah. after after scratchings to see where we're going to get to um, from there. And um, I think we'll know a bit more of a clearer picture in the morning once, once they're finalised. Uh, race seven, the Tattersalls Classic. Now, I heard Chris Nelson <laughs> spruiking this, right? Yep. And I was thinking, I'm going to lay it. Mimi Lagarde. What, what, what are you thinking yeah. here? Layer at your own peril, Sammy. Exactly. Good on you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I got a fair bit of time um, for this mare. Um, I, I, really, I really think that... Um, you know, tomorrow I think is 
is you could look at it as D-Day a little bit. Um, yeah, baby. Where, where she fits. <laughs> um, but I, I think that, um, you know, she was a fantastic run at Eagle Farm. I don't think you, you look at her run at the Gold Coast at all on that wet track. Um, exactly. I, you know, she went she went from, from sort of 12 up to 14. Um, and I, got, I was at the, on the home turn at Eagle Farm the other day. I actually thought I was the winner. And um, I was... I was um, I picked my way through the field, and then just as I was about to take that, that go through that last sort of um, bunch of horses, I, I just sort of peaked on my run, um, and then those then those gaps started to go a bit quicker than me, and I, and I looked a bit unlucky, but I, I think just that run at the fourteen hundred um, was just just she just peaked on a run before the before the, the line, but probably at the hundred. Um, so going back to twelve hundred tomorrow, I'm a lot more confident. Um, she's done really well in between runs. Um, she gets a gets a firm track and 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 she runs well on her home track. So, um, you know, drawing a good barrier. I, I think I think tomorrow we're going to know one way or the other. But um, I'm I'm going into the race quietly confident. Just we haven't got a lot of time left. But just on Mimi Lagarde, you're not looking to drop out last on her, are you? you, you can you make use of that gate? Don't listen to him. <laughs> don't listen to I, him. I don't want to expect you to be leading, but can we sit around midfield or somewhere like that? I'll ride her as I'll ride her as close as she can be without being Excellent. Um, yeah. out of her comfort zone. Um, obviously, you don't want to give up a good a good barrier, but also don't want to take away that that, that turn of foot that yep. that's um, you know that you know that's her, that's that's her strength. So um, if she happened to land a couple of lengths closer, certainly wouldn't be dragging her out of it. Beautiful. And I'll just ask you one more. Uh, Kinlock goes around in the recognition. Um, no luck at all at all last start, but this is harder. Yeah, he's a lovely horse. Um, I rocked back and forth in the corner for about half an hour after that race the yes. other day. Um, I was terribly unlucky. Uh, I sort of had to um, ride for a bit of luck. I just they just weren't making ground down the down the outside or the middle of Doombin the other day. So I bit the bullet and I was going to look like a like a hero or a mug and ended up ended up looking like a bit like a mug. But um, yeah, he's a lovely horse. Um, he would have definitely won that race the other day and and uh, subsequently. I've, uh, the horse that ran second in that race has come out and won um, yep. on the weekend. So, um, yeah, it, it looks like a nice form race, and he's a lovely horse. And I think, you know, with a bit of luck on his side um, tomorrow, uh, you know, I, I think he's definitely up to that grade. Andrew, thanks for joining us this afternoon. You're riding in great form. We hope it continues tomorrow, and I'm sure it will, especially with Mimi Lagarde, Sammy. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> thanks, Good Andrew. Thanks, Cheers. All the best. Cheers, boys. Thanks. Andrew Mellion joining us there on the punters mate on this Friday afternoon. Joining us, Sammy, as he does each and every week, is Blair Gibson from brizzyraces.com, excuse me, dot au. And he would be like a kid in a candy store with the big meeting at the Gold Coast tomorrow. But Gibbo, I just wanted to give you some bad news before we chat to you. And that is that uh, one of our, uh, uh, what do we call Brixie? Is he uh, just, I don't know what we call him. Anyway, he's been doing some, you know, Brixie, you know, Brixie well. Yeah. Certainly. You've you've worked with him. You know him well. Well, anyway, if you see him around the streets down there on the Gold Coast, because that's where he lives as well, he's deleted your intro. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's not deliberate. No, exactly. Exactly. So, I'll have it back. I will have it back next week, if not an even better one. But uh, they can't keep a good man down. So I will have your intro back next week. However, 
big day on the Gold Coast tomorrow with uh, the recognition and the and the Tattersall's uh, Classic for the Phillies and Mares. Uh, will you be out there? Uh, yes, yes. And actually, the Tattersall's Day coincides with the, the 4X All-Stars race day. Oh. And I think there'll be about 600 in there. It's a, it's a great day. It's um, it's one of the great days every year. They get five or six, just like a massive big sportsman's luncheon. And like this year, I think they've got Thurston, Shana Jack, Casey Stoner. Yes, yeah, it'll be a big day. So, yeah, no, we're out there. Yeah, I've got two tables of mates with me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Shove all those names. Because when, when you get up and give tips, you're either, you either get... Yeah. Beaten up all day verbally, or you get chaired out of the joint. One of the two. I know which one's better. <laughs> well, I hope for your yeah. sake you're chaired out of the joint because there's. Uh... Oh, you, 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 you boys know it. You get you have them days there. You yeah, do. You hope it's a good one, not a bad one. Yeah, yeah. And generally on those days when all the pressure's on and you're in front of people, they're shockers. Yes. Can I give a rap actually? Navesh Rambani is yeah to the Gold Coast. Was yep. obviously very very lucky. I actually ran into him yesterday and had a chat and. Like the bloke is a genius. If you ever get to have a chat with him, just he's a very smart man. But geez, he's done a good job. Um, and it's not because I do a lot of work at the Gold Coast. I, I just always the last few weeks have been waiting for the track to dry out, play to the front. It, it's just been perfect. It's, yeah, I was, I was happy to run into him yesterday and just tell him I. But uh, he sort of changed the track in all the time, and it, you know they're doing all that other work at the same time. I just you know I'm going there tomorrow expecting it to play perfectly which you know usually you're looking for the patterns and you're pretty confident with the pattern at the coast but um, well, i think he's done a great job that's what i was going to ask you um do you think there'll be a pattern but obviously you think it'll play fair which is great and it, uh, yeah. it'd have to be a good three wouldn't it at some stage well i think so yeah like it will dry out and i and initially i always look for horses near the front near the fence near the front at the coast when it dries out mm-hmm. um maybe potentially late in the day it has to happen but it hasn't been happening lately. The last few weeks have been similar weather, and I've been waiting for it, and it hasn't happened. There've been some have come from last down the outside, so I'm expecting it honestly to play fair and sort of be tempo based. So I hope I'm right, but I'm pretty confident to be honest. All right. Well, with all that confidence, let's uh, hear some winners. Um, pretty keen. They just went. It was the wrong price. Race four, number six, Chase and Artie. Uh, really good prep last time. Up to listed races where a few things didn't go right and was still very good. Um, they went up sixteen dollars into about eight fifty now as we talk, and and even that three wide the tree it didn't you know it was an ordinary ride sort of bad circumstances but it was just nothing went right fresh and it was still good through the line only beating a couple. I just think they've gone up a ridiculous price and Tyrese of the top weight eleven dollars. She's a listed winner and was running in group races. The two favourites here come out of maidens and class one. I just don't understand how they're three dollars three fifty, and these horses are eight fifty and eleven dollars. Um, right. I think it's a great betting race. I, even at the prices now, you can have a good bet chasing Artie each way and still something on Tyressa at the eleven dollars just to to still end up having a winning result on her. But give me the listed form any day. Um, chasing Artie was racing against. Uh, Tyressa and sort of gets like a seven and a half swing at the weight. So it's hard to see Tyressa beating him, but, but she's very good. So, yeah, keen chase and arty, but um, Tyressa's over the odds at 11 too. All right, next one. Uh, and then I will go to, well, I think the best of the day is race eight, number two, Holyfield. Yeah. Might only be 220, but uh, dominant fresh. Look, to 1350 is fine. If they go hard, sits behind the leader. If they don't, just sits outside leader. I, I just find it hard for something to pick him up and go past him. I think he's probably the best of the day. Um, and another sort of value race, race seven, 
number two Canadian dancer again went up fifteen dollars into just into single figures now. But you know, yes, she may want further. But again, she's a listed winner. She's quality. She sprints well, fresh. Her trials have been good. I just think when a couple of these leaders are getting a little soft late, I think she'll be really strong. And and the gate just steers me her direction. So I've got her on top. I do think Salatine over the odds at twelve thirteen dollars. Um, so again, I'll have a little something there. But um, yeah, I was really keen Canadian dancer each way, but the fact she's been sort of into single figures, possibly now I'll, I'll have my main bet Canadian dancer, but something at Salatine at $13 as well. All righty, beautiful. Good luck tomorrow. Hope you have a great day uh, out there at the Gold Coast and uh, enjoy yourself. Don't overdo it until after the last race. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Samuel. Anya Gibbo. Thanks, Gibbo, for joining boy. us as he does every single week. Uh, Sammy, what's your punter's mate moral? Uh, okay. Toowoomba, I am going uh, race three, number two, Eagle Eye. Uh, my moral, Gold Coast, race one, number 11, Steady Ready. I'm thinking of taking him on. Okay. <laughs> up against the older horses, first up. I know he's heading towards that king of the mountain, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he's unders. Okay. That's another odds on pop you're going with. Okay. It's just becoming a habit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to keep the theme. You are. The theme. I'm going to go to the Sunshine Coast tonight. I am very keen here on race five, number four, Charlie's Case. First up from a break. I think he can win at a good price. Well, it was around $4 or so. Uh, so Charlie's Case for me at um, the Gold Coast, I, I with Gibbo here. Race eight, number two, Holyfield, I think, will be winning. Uh, Emerald Kingdom's the only leader in the race, and Holyfield's the one that's going to just park behind and get the suck run. So... Race eight, number two, Holyfield for me. Um, what else have we got? Alay. Alay. I've got Alay. I'm laying me, me, my guard. No, it's about $11. Or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, gonna... do you know what? I reckon Tyressa can win. So do I. Up. Tip Tyressa. Race four, number right. one, Tyressa. So that'll, that'll be my tip there. I am laying one that you're a bit of a rat for, RNT. I don't uh, think this yeah. horse has come up. I don't think it's it's either not that. the same horse that it was yeah. early on. So I'm oh, no. happy to lay RNT. I'm, do you know what? I, I looked at it this morning and I thought, you know what? I'm not going to back it at that price. It's uh, just, I'm just, I don't know what's happened. And I'm just going to, as we go, just remind you what your lay was last week. What? Soothsayer. Won by about eight, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Yep. Soothsayer. Did, that was in that... Uh, Fourth race at the Sunshine Coast. Yeah. Led and just controlled it. So what, I just want to remind you. Why did I tip in that? Something that ran second, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, that thing that won at Bow Desert by 10 lengths. What was it called? Oh, something or other. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter now. Ah. Anyway, that's it for this week, Sammy. I hope you Boom. have a, a great day. You're on trackside uh, tomorrow with the boys, and I'll be phoning in maybe from Kilcoy. So looking forward to that. Good one. Looking forward to it. Good luck, punters. We'll catch you same time, same place next Friday.